Hey, everybody, you have made it to session six. Don't you worry, we haven't gotten rid of Brent Billings. He's still here. I'm here. (laughs) But we wanted to drop in and give you a little note. We have something new and fun uh, that we get to add here as we move out of session five into session six and the future of the Bayma podcast. A lot of you have asked off and on in different places about Bayma merch. Like, when is the swag going to show up? Where is you know the 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 products where can we get t-shirts and and we just have never had those things we've had some groups out and around the country here and there that have made their own but uh we recently had a graphic designer who leads a group in Texas his name is Chris he's in Lubbock and uh he he contacted us and he runs for some other things that he does he runs some T public uh sites tpublic.com is a uh, a t-shirt on demand clothing and uh, a printer. And so he said, how about I help uh, design and, and run uh, that store for you guys? And whatever profit comes in off of that particular store, the Bayma store, we'll just give all the profits to, to Bayma ministry. So some of you have seen, I, I got some prototypes to see kind of like what the products looked like and to be able to touch them and feel them and look at them. So you've seen them in like some of my YouTube videos so you have commented about the hoodies and the T-shirts. Some of you have even gotten some as gifts that I've sent out here and there. And now they are available for you. So, uh, Brent, why did we wait particularly? Why are we launching right now, uh, right before Session 6? Why now for the Baymoth store? Brent, tell, tell us a little bit about what we, have, what we have for people. Well, we have two additions. We have just your basic Baymoth Discipleship logo classic design highly recognizable and then we have a special edition for listeners who made it through all five sessions all 200 206 episodes that's right and and this is we're going to run this on the honor system brent billings so so if you listen to like all five sessions if you didn't skip session two and i've i've heard you you guys have all confessed We've had Bayma Confessional everywhere I've went around the country. All you that skipped session two, you don't get to you don't get to purchase this T-shirt. But if you if you listen to all five sessions, we're just running. You, you can order it. You can fake it if you want to. But this logo was made for those that did the whole thing. I survived Bayma. Hashtag all five sessions. So you can put that that design that logo on on any of the products that you find in the store there. You can choose either that uh, that classic or that uh, special if you if that was a journey that you endured, you have earned it. Feel free to uh, to to celebrate with that with that design. So that's your. So what else do we need to tell them, Brett? Anything we need to tell them about the the store? I don't think so. Links will be in the show notes. Yeah, link right? link in the show notes. So yeah, and we'll throw a link out there every now and then. We'll kind of. And that's that store. I don't know if we'll have the store just open up like in per, in perpetuity, or if that store will like come and go. We haven't really decided yet. But T Public often will do sales, and and you can get better deals on 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 the shirts and clothing and products there. But that's it. So uh, welcome to the era of Bayma merch. It has arrived, as Brent just said, as we prepared. The future is upon us. So. All right, Brent, cue session six music.
This is the Baymall Podcast with Marty Solomon. I'm his co-host, Brent Billings. Today, we'll talk about session six and what we hope to accomplish and some of the things you can expect to find as we journey into the next chapter of the Baymall Podcast. Yes. Session six, calling this postscripts. And you you had some thoughts about postscripts, didn't you, Brent? I cannot believe you wanted to do this. Uh, tell me more. Term. Tell us all is- more. It is a Latin term, and you have been corrupted by the seat of Rome. Tell me, so postscripts is a Latin reference, huh? Tell me, tell me more about this. It's just a Latin word. Oh, post postscriptus, postscriptum, whatever it is. Okay, well, I put it in its English form, so it's totally cool. Yeah, I guess I, I anglicized it. It is what it is. It is what it is. Well, here we are, session six communicates the purpose. There you go, and uh, just loved the idea. Whoever came, I can't remember who came up with it, but I love the idea. I, I feel a little weird because this is sort of like the session that goes on forever. There's no definite end to this. I mean, who knows how long we'll be doing this for for as long as we can imagine, really. Yeah. But that's session six, which is weird because in Genesis 1, day seven is the one that kind of goes on indefinitely. Sure. And who knows? Maybe God will do something cool with us. Session... Seven at some point, someday. We all know that the story of creation got bugged down on day six, of course. That's where we all got into trouble. Probably where yeah. we'll get into trouble in the Baymont podcast is session six. Probably. <laughs> we, can only, we can only hope. Yeah. So, yes. So we got session six. Um, it is kind of this indefinite, like our body of work. I guess if you, in some weird, random way, if you stumbled onto the Baymont podcast in session six... Um, it wouldn't be as bad as stumbling into the middle, Brent, I guess, if you stumbled like into the middle of session three or four or five, uh, session six might stand more on its own, but it's really not our body of work. Our body of work, uh, at the Baymont podcast is really, it really sessions one through five, which are meant to be consumed in linear order. From from episode zero through what do we have all together, Brent? What did we have? Two twelve? No, two o four. Two o four, and that didn't count episode. This is episode two o five. Yeah, that's right. So it, those episodes are all kind of meant to take you on this linear journey from the very beginning all the way through scripture from Genesis to Revelation, and then a quick little jaunt through church history. So. If you've stumbled into our podcast in session six and you're like, what, what, what is like the, what's the meat and potatoes? What is the, what is the core? Like, what are you guys talking about? Well, we're talking about really, we're, we're going to keep going back to um, the conversation that surrounds uh, sessions one through five and those couple hundred episodes there. So that's, would you add anything to that, Brent? Any, any advice we have for any? We are going to make assumptions about you having heard the first five sessions right? at some point. Some of the episodes may be a little more generalized. We're not necessarily, you know, we'll, we'll refer back to other episodes. We'll tell you like, hey, this, what we're talking about today specifically is in relation to episode 10 or whatever. But yeah, we'll, we'll sort of generally make the assumption that you've heard the rest of the podcast, but it's not completely necessary. Just depends on the episode. Yep. All right. So here we are. Intro to session six. Uh, one of the things we hope to accomplish. One of the things we're going to do is deeper dives. Like session six is going to be full of these more concentrated uh, look at books or topics or things that we frequently get asked about 
or like if you're on our Slack workspace, Brent, maybe you can throw the Slack workspace invitation into the show notes. If you're a part of our Slack community, um, we took ideas from all of our, our, do you call them slackers? It feels weird. Slackers. But we... Uh, Podrishners. Podrishners. We asked all of our Podrishners on Slack uh, what they would love to see or hear more about. And so we're going to do a lot of that. We're going to do, like, a lot of people thought that we could have done more with the profits in session two. And so we're going to dive, we're going to take some profits. And part of the reason we don't go into depth on some of this stuff is because Marty just doesn't have a well of information about everything. And so there's areas of the scriptures where I just, I'm just simply weaker. I don't have as much material. I don't have a depth of knowledge to really dig into and share from. So what session six is going to force me to do is learn some more because we always want to be learning. We always want to be digging. Right. And it's been a couple of years since we've done the profits. So there's a good chance you've come across some stuff in the meantime anyway. Yeah, definitely some things. So we'll we'll do that. We'll we'll take a couple profits, maybe one profit and have a few conversations about Isaiah or maybe we'll do three deeper conversations about three different profits or and then we might talk about the Midrash because everybody's got questions about the Midrash and I'm always learning things about the Midrash like how cool of a thing is that. Um and so we'll talk about that and uh one of the things I'm looking forward to is doing like character studies. Like what if we took the like I found a character in the Bible, like Peter and just had like two or three episodes just following the life of who Peter is and what we can, if we just focus on his life rather than particular passages. So those are things that, that we're going to do. Those are things we're going to hope to talk about and just see where it goes. Maybe there'll be topics that will hit us. Want to do some episodes maybe on like the Holy spirit or I don't know, could be anything. So there you go. And we are going to have some guests. We are. That's going to be the. Uh, that's going to be the uh, one of the new wrinkles. Who doesn't enjoy guest interviews on podcasts? Well, we haven't done. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> we might find out. That's <laughs> right. Uh, so we're going to have some guests on on the show here. We're going to have. We're going to do some guest interviews. Some of those interviews might take us over the course of a few. We might get a few episodes. Might get some mileage out of a conversation. Um, but we'll we'll have some. Uh, We'll have some guests on the show. Our first guest is coming in the very next episode. Absolutely. Very excited about that guest. It'll be fun. Do we want to, do we want to promo the guest? I don't know. Can we Can we do that? Oh. It's gonna, it's, do you think he's reliable? Well, well, he's certainly not reliable. And like you said, we may, we may start off this whole thing on the wrong foot. I mean, it's my, it's my good friend Reed Dent from CCF, Campus Christian Fellowship, Christian Campus Fellowship. I always say it backwards. Uh... At Truman State University, I've we've linked his sermons a few times. Uh, fantastic friend, I love love the way he communicates. He, he, honestly, he's one of my favorite communicators. Um, don't tell don't tell him I said that. Um, we give each other plenty of a difficult time, but I'm excited for that. It'll be fun. He's going to bring his perspective to what he's heard us do and what he would want to talk about some more. Yeah, we have had a few guests previously, uh, always in person. The way we were recording before, but now Marty is in Ohio. I am still in Idaho, and we have a remote setup for every recording session. So might as well link in a few extra people. Absolutely. All right. So here's what we're going to do today. It's our intro. It's our intro episode. Uh, we're going to be doing some guest interviews. Here's my thought, Brent Billings. I'm going to interview. I'm going to interview the Brent Billings today. How do you feel about that? Uh, I. I haven't thought about it too much since you first sprung that on me 
48 hours ago. <laughs> Hooray. All right. So uh, all you listeners, you, you're getting the, this is it. You're getting the interview. Not even planned. A couple days ago, I, I threw the idea at him. This is our first guest interview. It's not a guest at all. Glad to have Brent Billings on the show today. Brent, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All right, Brent. So here's what I want to know. I, there's even some of these. There's going to be some questions I think that I'll ask you. I don't. I don't. I don't. I've never even. I don't know the answers to some of these questions. First of all, how did you? When did you first run into Bema? Why did you show up to class? And what was that even like? Like this was before we were good good friends. I feel like I've mentioned this on the podcast at some point before. Maybe I haven't. Um, but I moved to Moscow, Idaho, to work for Real Life doing video production. And so I was on staff of the church. And at that point, I think you'd been in Moscow for a couple of years, maybe. And you had started doing your Bama classes. I think you were in the middle of your first session, like halfway through your first session when I came on staff. And you were in the conference room that's kind of the way the offices were set up, there was like the kitchen and the coffee room and the conference room kind of in the center of the building. And then all around the outside of the building were the offices. So I would walk down the hallway to go to the bathroom or something. And I'd, I'd hear all this yelling and screaming and jumping up and down inside the <laughs> conference room. And, uh, that was kind of my, my first taste of AMA. <laughs> Heck yeah. Uh, but, you know, I eventually made some friends with some people who were in the middle of the class and, and always heard good things about it. And so about a year after I moved here, uh, you were starting up a new, um, a new session or whatever, a new, a new run. Yeah. I, that was your second time fully through the material. Right. Uh, when I jumped in. So, um, and I guess you'd been working on it for, for some time at that point, but, uh, you know, there was quite a, quite a bit of refinement, uh, after the first one, I think. And, and that's where I got into it. Now, at that point, I can't remember where this fell in the history of where we were at for life. Was I preaching as a part of the team at that point? Had you encountered my teaching before you came to class? Yes. So you had preached, I think, two times before I got here. Uh, and then you were beginning to show up on the preaching schedule more often. So I'd, I'd heard a a fair number of your sermons. Okay, so walking into Bayma wasn't like a, a blindside. This is Marty for the first time, right? Yeah. What was that experience like? Walking through the the, the first handful of Bayma classes. The Bayma classes specifically. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I. I don't know. It was. Uh, it was definitely eye opening. I remember. Probably the first teaching that I remember of yours, and I know I'm, I'm going to mention this and we're going to get like a million requests to find it because it's not uh, currently available online. But <laughs> the, the um, I, I think it was a few months after I started working for the church and you were preaching on communion. We did a two week series on communion and you were doing the first week and it completely changed everything I had ever thought about why and what is happening with communion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was basically what I was in for with the rest of Bama. Some stuff more surprising than others, but all of it, just a complete perspective change from um, what I'd grown up thinking. Yeah. What was, now you've been, I mean, you just kept coming to Bama. So you went through like a rotation of Bama. 
and then we went to do the next iteration of Bema, and then you were you were still there, right? <laughs> and I yeah. was like, "Well, Brent's still showing up." And so over, I mean, you've been through multiple rounds, and now the creation of the podcast itself, because Bema wasn't a podcast when we got started. Bema was just like like you said, a, a handful of college students in a conference room. It was just a class. Uh, I think it, I think it was the iteration that you joined us for that we started recording. Um, those right. recordings are not available. Do not write me for those. Um, and they're terrible. You don't want to listen to them anyway. Oh, There's a reason the we started doing things the way we did. Absolutely. So Bema wasn't a podcast. When you think of all the different rounds of Bema that you were a part of prior to us starting to record, um, can you can you see an evolution? Uh, not about Marty personally. That's a, obviously a huge part of it. But can you see an evolution of the material, the emphases, the conversation, the dialogue, the spirit, the posture, the tone? What are the things that stand out when you think of like how Bema has evolved over time? Yes, no, and in what parts? So I went through one full iteration. And then the second time through, we basically went through Torah at normal speed. And that's the point when you decided you wanted to do the podcast um, starting in the next year. So we crammed the entire, if you can imagine this Torah in about, you know, three or four months and then three or four months for the entire rest of the material. So the second time through, I, it's hard to say how much was different just because the way we did it was very different than the first time through. Um, so yeah, I would say maybe some individual teachings or some understandings evolved. I, I can't necessarily pinpoint any like overarching ideas that shifted very much. At that point, you were seven years into the journey. So I think you had pretty well solidified the narrative that you were um, working from. Yeah, definitely the narrative. I can remember, I can, from a personal level, I can remember the evolution we went on because there was like Bema 1.0 the one that you would walk by in the hallway. It's funny you described it the way you did because there was a lot of yelling and screaming and Marty jumping up and down. And Marty was very passionate and younger, 10 years younger than I am now. Um, and I was still processing. I think I was still deconstructing. I was still processing like, can Bema even find a place in the church? Like I was so angry at the church and then real life just like real life created a space for us. And like my tone started to change and I was watching what was happening to my students and my disciples. They were kind of angry and they took on the same tone and demeanor of me as a teacher, which makes all kinds of, and I was becoming convicted by that. So I think our tone has evolved in that let me let's talk about a brent billings example of this well i have i have one other thought so okay, excellent i would say since we started the podcast i have seen your thoughts on it evolve in the sense of who bema is for because very much and i think still today your passion is college students uh, for a lot of good reasons but i think god was kind of slowly prying you open to the idea that Bema can be for other people and that, you know, there's no point where God says, okay, I'm, I'm done trying to work on you. I'm going to move on to some other people. So I think I've, I've seen that open up for you in the last four years. Oh, I love that. And I'm glad, I'm, I'm hoping that all of our impact executives hear you say that out loud. I didn't even ask you to say that. That's so good. 
Here's Brent Billings testifying to the fact that my passion was college students. Whew. That's good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do people think it's not? Uh, there's been times. There's been moments <laughs> where okay. people wondered right. if I even was running a campus ministry. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so that's good. Um, okay, so I want to talk about a Brent Billings example that I know and remember. Because when Brent Billings was coming, everybody loves how I always say your name in its fullness. Like, never just Brent. Brent Billings. When Brent Billings started coming to, to Bayma, it was just Brent. There was no Darius at this point in the, in the Billings history. But there was a Maggie. And what was... I can remember some of the first, like my earliest memories of Maggie, the Maggie exposure. And we won't speak for Maggie. We need to have her on the podcast and interview her herself. But what was her experience uh, with Bayma from a distance when she wasn't a part of the study? So Maggie, I would say, I don't necessarily want to call her skeptical because I feel like that's too, it's not quite the right tone. But she is very much, she's not necessarily going to take everything at face value right away. Right. Um, she's really good at digging into stuff and, and yeah, like skeptical is, is kind of the right term, but kind of not, but yeah, she's, you know, she wants to verify things. She wants to validate things, um, uh, before she just takes it and runs with it. Um, I'm maybe a little more, you know, if I'm excited about an idea, I'll just go for it. And, and there are different strengths and weaknesses to each of those approaches, but yeah, that's that's kind of her. Like it took her a while to um, kind of get into it. Uh, Bayma is not an easy thing to just hand off to somebody. Like, oh yeah, let me tell you what I'm learning. When somebody has no clue what you're talking about, that's a hard thing to pass on, especially within a family, especially to a spouse. I remember when I started doing Israel trips, and and every now and then you get a spouse that goes on an Israel trip, and I go, boy, be prepared for how difficult that is. My wife didn't go on any of the trips until my very my very first trip. So I had gone on all my trips. That was a hard thing to, to it's, it doesn't just translate easily. It's not just like, Oh, let me tell you about what we studied today. You know, chiasms. Um, like that's not something that's, you know, for somebody that like your wife is going to do her due diligence to study something that's difficult to do, like in passing across the kitchen table. Yeah. It's like, Hey, here's this cool thing that I learned today. It's like, well, how do you know that? It's like, uh, well, I mean, we just talked about it for two and a half hours. Let's see if I can try to condense that. And it's, you know, right. it's a challenge. And, and I can remember one of the first experiences that rings in my memory. And this was actually probably a part of shaping the evolution of how I even communicated Bayma. Because one of the first things I remember, Brent, is Christmas trees. Do you remember that? Maggie and Christmas trees. That's it's still probably a, an issue in our household. <laughs> sure. Because in my very first, in like my earlier in the er, towards the beginning of the curve of our Bayma evolution, um, uh, my position on Christmas was just how much paganism, uh, how much paganism you found in our holidays, and the Christmas tree is this, you know, phallic throwback to Artemis, and uh, it, it, all this. Uh, there's just all this weird pagan pageantry, and I, I was much more heavy-handed about that. And I can remember, and you weren't the only one. It wasn't just Brent and Maggie. There were like other students whose spouses were not, and they all went, they all went home, like convicted, like, yeah, I don't know if I want to engage in Christmas the same way. And what I realized was we were pulling the rug out of all these other 
conversations, people that weren't a part of the conversation, and we were pulling the rug of things that mattered very deeply to people. I think that was one of the first times where I went back and went, oh, man, I need to like work on how I'm packaging this. So I never told Maggie thank you for that, but she helped me think through and probably mature in the way that we communicated and packaged so much of what ended up in the podcast later. Would you say that's true? Yeah, she's very good at that in general. <laughs> yes, she is. Thank you, Maggie. Um, so, but then, like, eventually Maggie does join the Bema. Maggie comes to Israel and Turkey with us. Right. She's never actually been able to go to the classes very much um, because of the schedule. Right. Uh, once we started doing discussion groups in the later evening, uh, it became possible. But the original schedule for when I went to the class before our trip, uh, that was in the like mid afternoon. And, uh, that, that schedule never worked for her, uh, work schedule. So, um, yeah, the Israel and Turkey trip was basically her first full experience in Bama. Yeah. And it was a full experience. I should have said. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let me ask you some layered questions here. First layer, what difference has Bama made I'm not talking about Brent Billings, the co-host. I'm talking about Brent Billings, the person who came to that first Bema years ago, now is the co-host, works full-time with Impact and Bema. That that Brent that's been on that whole journey, what difference has Bema made for you on a personal level? And for those that don't know Brent Billings, like what would you uh, – are, you're are, – are you are you much of a feeler, Brent? Like our emotions, no, your strength? Absolutely not. <laughs> so this is not exactly a a question that just is going to like oh, warm feelings just overflow from you. But I, I mean, I'm not necessarily this this imagery might might be a little too strong for how I actually acted, but internally I was very much a Bible thumper. Um, through like middle school, high school, early college for sure. Okay. And I, I think I had already kind of softened on that a little bit. Um, but I was still very much of the mind, like I know the answers to things and I know what's right and wrong and everything's really simple and you just got to do it. And Bama has helped me see like, you know what? I don't actually really know anything. <laughs> right. And I need to hold my beliefs loosely and I need to have so much more grace for people. And I need to realize that God has so much more grace for people. And like it's, and I knew obviously because I, I knew what the Bible said, like it's not my place to judge people, but I absolutely was judging people all the time. Sure. Love that. That, that storyline, whether it's Brent Billings or anybody else is one of my, it's one of my passions. It's one of the reasons why I love to do Bema. Is to save to save us. I, I mean, that was me too, for sure. Oh goodness! Um, years and years ago, coming out of Bible college, I was a dangerous, dangerous Bible teacher um, for that very reason. And anything that can help save us, the self righteous, from that is an excellent thing. Uh, okay, next layer: Brent and Maggie. So you're not just like your marriage itself in a vacuum, but like the next layer of your life. Like married Brent, what has Baymod done for how you live life, not just on your own, but with somebody else? Well, I have definitely 
seen the value of going through material like Bama together as a spouse um, versus like if Maggie hadn't been able to go on the trip um, and then subsequently participate in some of the discussion groups and other things, uh, I feel like that would have been very difficult for us. We were like, it's not surprising, but I'm every once in a while reminded like how much on the same page we are with stuff. And like we, we have different approaches for sure. Um, on how we do stuff, but we're very much on the same page with, with our beliefs and how much we value people. And like Maggie is so much better at, at automatically giving grace for people. And I'm like, no, they did this. And I know that they're thinking this and I know this is what their heart is like. And, and, you know, like when I step back, I'm able to see that a little more clearly, but Maggie like has that natural ability to, um, to see the best, to have the Ayin Tova. Ooh, um, I like that. Yeah, that's that's uh, something that I have to more actively, intentionally work on. Um, but yeah, as far as like our, our core fundamental beliefs about um, who people are, uh, what God is doing in the world, all that stuff, like we're, we're very much on the same page. Um, and I think like we both we both evolved and changed since we got married. Um, but thankfully, we've more or less been able to do that together. Like obviously a little bit of like I was a little bit uh, ahead of her in, in some ways um, just because I was exposed to the material a little sooner, but, but for the most part, like we pretty much stayed pretty well in sync, I think. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she would disagree, but <laughs> right. Well, the one thing I have heard and experienced for myself, but hear from so many others is Bema when you're both involved has given you a language to communicate values, kingdom values, family values, missional values, all of a sudden you're able to like communicate. And the one thing we work really hard to do, cause it's really easy is to not make a, like we're not trying to make a cult. Like we don't want a language that only Bema people can understand. Um, but, but when you're in this study together, you do start to use things like alien orphan and widow and trusting the story. And like, there are just some real taglines that help give us handles and we love to share those with ever, but we don't need every Christian in the world to have to use them. Um, but they are really, really helpful. I also know, by the way, as a side note, everybody's going to hear your story about Maggie and the trip, and I, we're going to get emails about um, trips. Uh, we get those anyway, but let's just head that off at the pass now. Um, we always have trips. We're always rotating about every other year. Uh, I love to do trips in the even years. So whatever the even year, odd years, I take off with my family to be home so I'm not out of the country all the time. But even years, I devote to taking trips. If there's any trip info to be had, it will be had at our website on the news tab. So uh, I'm sure Brent can throw something in the show notes. Or if you just go to our website and go to the news tab, you're going to find if there is if there is anything, it's on that tab. If there's not anything, it's because there's nothing that we can release right now. And we can also invite you to sign up for the Baymont Messenger, which is at that same tab. You'll see a sign up for a monthly newsletter. At this point, it's monthly. We to try not to fill your up your inbox, but we do. If we have that newsletter list, will be the first to know about uh, trips. So sign up for that newsletter. You'll know all kinds of things about any events that we're going to do, but trips will be one of those things. So sign up for the Baymont Messenger and and look at that news tab. If you're looking for any information about trips or registration for trips or anything like that.
Yeah, whenever you may be listening to this, you can check the news tab and see if there's something currently happening. But if you want to be notified immediately as soon as we announce something about a trip, Bama Messenger is definitely the way to go. I can imagine we're not far from a world where we're going to fill up a trip pretty quickly. Has not happened yet. Uh, We have not filled up a trip to its fullness once. So that's never happened at the time of this recording. But um, I, I can imagine we're probably not too far away from watching trips eventually fill up. What's the maximum trip size? Uh, I'm going to cap trips at 50. You can technically do 54 in a charter bus, but I'm going to cap it. 50 would be a 50. lot. Whew. Yeah, my trip was 34 participants, I want to say. Yep, and your trip was a sweet spot, man. That's it. 30 to 35. That is the magic. That's where the magic happens right there. Okay. It's good. <laughs> it was a magical time, I guess. There you go. If you want to use that term. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so last layer, back to our conversation, back to our interview. Uh, you, you have you and Maggie, but then there's, there's this other new component, which is the Darius and the children components. And if you can imagine, can you imagine a world where you're dad to Darius without having Bay Ma? What kind of difference has the, like, I was at your house not too long ago, Brent, and we had Darius, uh, you, you had him reciting, reciting, prompted by dad, but he's reciting Genesis chapter one. Like the cutest thing I have, I mean, Darius is already the cutest thing I've ever seen, heard, or encountered on the face of the planet. But to listen to him say Genesis 1 was unbelievably moving. Tell me more about, as dad, what your perspective is on that. Yeah, I I just know like how destructive it has been for me to be focused at a foundational level on the sin of humanity and not on the goodness that God created. And I just want to instill that in him as soon as possible. Yeah, it's good. So would it be safe to say, as we kind of work towards wrapping this thing up here, would it be safe to say that Bema's been, this is weird, this feels like tooting our own horn here. Has Bema been a life changer? Definitely. We believe in Bema. If I don't believe in Bema, I better not be doing this. So Right, yeah. I don't want this to be about self-promotion, but we do this because we believe that the things that people handed us the things that teachers gave me years ago, uh, the reason I'm doing this is to give those same things. to Somebody gave things to me and it changed my life, without a doubt. Like, it was radically a uh, perspective shift. Like, I can't even talk about it. It's too emotional. Like, the things that it did to me, I've longed to share that to, uh, with other people. And you would say that's pretty safe. It's pretty safe to say it's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. I work for Impact now, but that wasn't the case for the first three plus years, and mm-hmm. and I just felt so moved by it that I was willing to dedicate whatever amount of time I could. So, I mean, yeah, hopefully that's a pretty good endorsement. Which is a great segue to our conclusion. Uh, what I want to close with today, um, because you you now do work for Impact in Bema, and you're able to give your full time vocational energy to this. And you've only been able to do this because of the help of so many people. Like there are a ton of people, literally hundreds of folks, many of them that have just made significant sacrifices, but they're, they are what the world might classify as little. They're like seven, ten dollars a month, but they made a sacrifice to be able to give that monthly over and over and over again. And there are so many of those givers that they're employing you and your family full time in a way that you can not have to go out and beg for bread or health insurance or any of those kind of things. Like 
That's pretty awesome, right? Right, yeah. And I've I've had a chance over the last year uh, or so to to speak with a handful of donors and like the hearts that people have for ministry and for what God is doing in the world is just incredible. I'm every time I'm like, I know this is going to be a good conversation, but every single time I come away so refreshed and so encouraged and so uh, moved by, by how God is working all over the place. Yeah. And there, so there are, there are seven and, and $10 a month givers. And then there are people that have given like $7,000 uh, and those gifts. And that's obviously just as, as stunning on, on other levels. And we just say thank you to all of you. So thank you to all of you who help us do what we're doing. Um, we always have a link in our show notes about donating and, and helping people do that. But you're helping. So what you're doing as a listener who gives is you're helping somebody like Brent be Brent. Um, but because Brent is Brent and Marty is Marty, and because you're helping us do the things that we're doing, we're getting to share this same thing. So the same thing that started changing Brent's story and brought Brent into the conversation and then brought Brent into the production and then brought Brent into the job. Like that all started by Brent attending a class one day. Like there wasn't a podcast, but if it was a podcast, it it all started by Brent listening to the podcast. Um, The same journeys that you've experienced are being made possible because like you're involved, like you're a partner, you are somebody, one of our listeners shared this metaphor about uh, Obi Juan Kenobi. Remember that guy? <laughs> I do remember that guy. And he gives old Luke Skywalker a tool. It's called a lightsaber, right? And uh, and this tool enables Luke to become a part in a very special way of of the story. What is it? It's your father's lightsaber. This is the weapon of a Jedi Knight. Not as clumsy or random as a blaster. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. And so what we're, I mean, what you're all doing is you're enabling Brent to become, I don't know if I'm the Obi-Wan Kenobi in this metaphor, and if you're the Luke Skywalker, I don't know how this works, but this metaphor is probably getting really weird really quickly. Ray Vandalon is Yoda, for sure. There you go. (laughs) Oh, Uh, no, this is going to get really wacky really quickly. (laughs) This is so great. Um, We'll let let everybody else figure out who Darth Vader is. Nevertheless... um, there's this invitation. We want to, we want to give you an invitation, be involved. Like, don't just, don't just watch the movie, so to speak, like get involved in the story. And there's so many ways that you can do that. And obviously we've talked about a couple of them. Um, like you can make those big donations and you can make those little donations, um, big one-time gifts, little monthly gifts, big monthly gifts. You can, you can give in all kinds of ways and, and make those kind of donations. You can, you can set up an opportunity um, for for me to come. Uh, if you have a church or a, 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 a larger network or a ministry that you wanted me to come speak for, we've recently set up a kind of like a fee structure, and and it's not horribly cheap. But uh, you know, I don't know where the world's going to be when we actually publish this, Brent, with where we've been with COVID and everything else. 
So who knows what our traveling schedule will look like. But those are all opportunities. When the world starts working again, when we are working again, uh, and we start moving again and traveling about the world, um, you can, you can, if you've got money to spend, you can help support us by having me come and share. And we can partner together in bringing the story to your literal, physical neck of the woods. Um, but it doesn't all take money. There are other things we can do. It doesn't all have to be, this is not just financial. There are other ways to get involved and be a part of the story. Um, Brent, talk about like what we can do for the podcast without having to spend any money, but still helps the podcast. Talk to me about that. I mean, just sharing it with people. And I would definitely emphasize caution and sharing. Like you're not necessarily going to want to invite a thousand Facebook friends to listen to the podcast because most people are not in the spot where they're ready for it, or maybe they just don't want it or whatever. Like, I think it's best to share it kind of one-on-one or in small groups, like in relationship where you know where people are at and yes, and uh, how God is working in their life. Yeah, let me add to that. Um, we, this is not about world domination, all right? This is not about Bema having to get more and more listeners. This is about Bema being a tool that's helpful for the right people at the right place in their spiritual journey. So uh, there are some corners of the world where our listeners have a reputation for being uh, a little <laughs> overzealous with their recommendation. Just be be aware of how the podcast isn't for everyone. This isn't, it's not useful for everyone. But know who it's useful for and recommend it. We're not asking you to just like blast it over there and start recruiting listeners from every corner of the – no. It's a tool that we hope that God uses, and it's not the only tool, and we don't believe that God's going to use it everywhere. He's going to use it in the places where it's going to be helpful for his purposes. So love that, and I love your caution there too, Brent. That's excellent. What else? Uh, the other thing is getting involved in some kind of discussion group and um, wrestling together in a community of people uh, because it's it's so much better when you have other perspectives around you going through the same thing um, but coming at it from from different angles. And we have uh, hundreds of discussion groups around the world, um, which is just crazy to think about. Every single time someone emails uh, to be added to the map, I'm like, oh, I love it so much. And I, I just dream like, okay, how can I how can I figure out a way to do a road trip? And I'm like, okay, I could go. Okay, we could go there. And then I could, okay, I could swing. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm always thinking about how I can um, meet up with, and obviously meeting up with people. Um is challenging at this point, but yeah, I'm just, I, every single time I talk to people and meet with people, I'm just so excited to, um, to see what's happening. So we have, we have lots of groups already and, but we also have like tons of, you know, blank spots on the map where, where there are no groups, entire States that have, um, no groups currently. And yeah, like if you want to start one up, I, I think, you know, we, I, I say this to everyone. I'm like, Hey, look, just cause we put you on the map doesn't mean you're suddenly going to have 20 people knocking down your door. Um, but the map does facilitate connections. I'm, I don't know, surprised or whatever, delighted it, who knows what's going to happen. Um, but you just put your name out there and God will lead the, the people to you, um, when they need it and where they need it and how they need it. And sometimes that's through the map. Sometimes it's through personal connections and and whatever else, but either way, uh, it's good to be in a discussion group. It's good to be in, and it doesn't have to be an official discussion group. Even if you just want to have a couple of friends and get together and talk about it, you like, you don't have to be on the map if you don't want to. 
Um, but it, it's, it's just great to be in community wrestling through this together. It adds a whole nother beautiful layer to listening to a podcast. There's listening to a podcast and then there's doing faith with other people. And hopefully Bema is a part of faith and shaping your faith. And so doing it with other people is just absolutely no question, a, a whole nother beautiful layer to all of us. So yeah, host a Bema group or attend a Bema group or whatever, but be involved in the podcast. You can also, I know you love this, write a review. I mean, hopefully a positive one, but that's up to you, right? Whatever kind of review you want, but give us a positive review. Give us, you know, whatever, four stars, five stars, whatever. <laughs> well, probably in your world, it would be four stars, but for normal people, five stars <laughs> is what they're going to want to use. <laughs> yeah. So there's, there's that. So, uh, the more you do stuff on iTunes, especially, and give us reviews on whatever podcast platforms you use. It just the more it helps the podcast, the reach of the podcast, the f- the functionality of the podcast. It's just it, it helps us a ton. So uh, you can you can feel free to help us out in that way. We'll keep making resources too, Brent. Uh, we've been experimenting with video this last year, and um, we're going to keep doing that and keep trying to just toy with new ideas. Some ideas work. We keep doing them, make them better. Some ideas don't work. It's totally fine. We get rid of them. We stop doing them. But uh, we're going to keep trying to make resources and making them available. And I got some cool things on the horizon. I think we might be able to talk about soon. We'll have to see. Stay tuned. We might have some new resources coming your way. I'm excited. Anything else, Brent, we need to do before we close this thing up? I think that's it. Our first guest interview, Brent. (laughs) Sure. Billings. And at this moment, as our new Session 6 music, which, as we record this, has not been picked out yet. Nope. Is coming in. Absolutely. Okay. Sounds good. Well, that's all I got, Brent. You can close us out of here if you think we're done. All right. Check out the show notes for those links we talked about. Uh, com is everything you need to know about the podcast. And you can get in touch with us there. You can find the... Uh, I'll put the I'll put the link for the groups page so you can find uh, find the map and and get into a discussion group. So that'll be good too. Thanks for joining us on the BMO podcast. This beginning of session six. We'll talk to you again soon. Darkness, darkness was over was over the surface the deep and, and the spirit of the, God the spirit the God was having over the waters and God said water be white it was white.
God saw that the light was good. God light was he the God was good. Good. And he separated. He separated the darkness called light even day in the first day. <laughs> All right, buddy. Close enough. Good job. At Boomer, by the way, is what he calls my microphone. So that's your explanation there. <laughs>